Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. Welcome, welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast. I am Maria Casillas, your host, coming at you live from inside the minivan. That's right, guys. My little one is sleeping, and she fell asleep on the way home from dropping the little kids off at school. And instead of getting her out, I decided to just sit here and do what I do. If you are a first-time listener, please know that I am a stay-at-home mom. And my kids are the reason I do what I do and oftentimes become the inspiration for what I talk about. Today's going to be no exception. My little one is actually going to be the primary inspiration for today's topic. But before I jump into that, I wanted to just give you a little bit of a background so you kind of know who I am and, and why I do what I do. So about... 10 years ago, my husband and I had gotten ourselves into about $92,000 worth of debt. Now that did include credit cards and student loans and a car loan. So it wasn't all credit cards, but it was definitely everything except a mortgage. So we had a mortgage as well, (laughs) but uh, that $92,000 did not include that number. Anyway, we decided that instead of just just declaring bankruptcy, which we could have done, we decided because of my background in behavior change, I knew that if we didn't make any changes to our behavior and we just declared bankruptcy, that we would have gotten ourselves right back into that spot, whether it had taken us an extra two years or 10 years down the road, but I knew that we would eventually be back where we started because there was no real change, I guess, in how we were behaving. So instead of doing that, we decided to find a program that had been working for other people. And it was the program was based on, you know, create a budget and assign every dollar a name and very, you know, strict and just stick with the program and everything's going to be awesome. And to be honest with you, it totally worked. We loved it. Um, Well, we kind of loved it. We loved the results that we were getting from it. But we didn't love the actual process as much as I think we would have needed to love it in order to maintain that level of commitment the rest of our lives. So we we were able to turn around about $130,000 worth of debt and then savings in about three and a half years. So that was super exciting. We got our kids on board with a lot of stuff. They learned a lot of things. And, and then I decided, oh, let's launch a business and I can show other people how to do the same thing. And I basically found myself copying the exact process that I had been going through over the past five years. At one point, though, it became very inauthentic to me because I just felt like I was copying someone else's approach, someone else's um, process. And and it just it wasn't what I would have done moving forward. So I decided to take a step back from the business, from um, from the podcasting a little bit, and just have like what I call an existential crisis, <laughs> where I try to figure out what is it that's going on? Why, why is this not feeling authentic to me? And I realized that it's because the way that we had done things is not something that was going to be sustainable for the rest of our lives. And so I started going back to some of my previous clients and just 
finding out where they were in the process now. Now that you have, you know, waited a year and a half since we worked together, for example, where are you now? It's been two months since we worked together. Where are you now? And just doing some of that research has brought so much insight and has confirmed my suspicions that when it comes to money, we still fall onto the stages of change of behavior that I've known in my gut for the last 20 years. And I'm not going to teach you about all those different stages, but we all go through stages when we're making a change. And it can be whether we are, you know, trying to quit smoking or we're trying to change the way we behave with money. It doesn't really matter. The point is that I've known for a long time that everyone goes through these different stages and yet the process that we had gone through never addressed that. And it never really addressed the psychology behind what we do and why we do. And that is what I'm, I'm knew was missing. And so over the next, you know, moving forward, you're going to start to hear a lot more about those things. And you're going to see a switch in just how I approach different things. And I mentioned that yesterday when I talked about, you know, why I don't think we need a quote emergency fund anymore. Um, But anyway, that's not what I want to talk about today. Today, I want to talk about how we can just do it. And I don't mean, you know, the whole Nike thing. Uh, What I'm talking about is actually from the inspiration of my daughter. Now, if this is your first time, you don't know that I have a little one. She is now nine and a half months old. And so much of my inspiration over the last year has come from her. And today... I just wanted to talk about how I've observed the things that she does and I've noticed that babies just do it. When it comes to learning new things, they just do it, right? Like, I mean, think about the first five years of a baby's life. There is, it's all new. Everything is new, but they haven't learned like the baby babies, maybe the five-year-olds have, but the baby babies, they have not yet learned about all of the things that could go wrong. So they don't assume that they can't. Let's take rolling over, for example. They're They're not going to assume that they can't roll over. They're not going to get easily discouraged. They're not wrapped up in the shoulds or confined by experts' timelines. So, you know, if there's a baby who is 13 months old and hasn't yet rolled over, that baby's not thinking, hmm, I'm a little bit behind the mark here. I should probably figure out how to roll over before I turn 18 months old, dot, 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 right? They're not getting wrapped up in the shoulds. They don't care about the timelines. They they just follow their instincts and they do it. And it's just amazing that their mind doesn't get stuck. Why can't we be a little bit more like that? Why do we always have to get wrapped up in what, you know, the timeline is like, oh, this business isn't taking off quickly enough or, oh, I'm not seeing enough of a a turnaround in my money situation. I've tried this for 15 minutes and I'm still poor, right? Like, why do we get wrapped up in that? Why, Why do we get so easily discouraged? I'm encouraging you to take on the attitude of a newborn. Just be excited about the newness and the possibilities that lie ahead for you. Embrace the process and enjoy the little wins. Celebrate those little wins. I don't know about you, last time you have ever watched a little one do something new, but I find myself cheering this child on for the smallest of accomplishments. And and I started to do that for myself too. We do not need to wait until we've reached the end to celebrate. We need to start celebrating the smallest accomplishments because that is what's going to keep us motivated to move forward. Because we do have that 
that background of negative talk in our in our heads. We haven't yet we no longer have the luxury of not having heard all of that junk, right? So now we have to start to combat that a little bit and maybe even relearn some things because the babies do have an advantage in that their mind has not yet been poisoned by all the negativity. So today I close with this. Embrace your inner baby. And if you've gone so far down the beaten path of, you know, beating yourself up and, you know, the negative talk and just really have no idea where to even start, that's what I'm really good at. Let me help you find where to start. All I'm going to do is get you from point A to point B. Sometimes that's the hardest thing to do is just figure out where to start and how to get to that first next step. So if you want help with that, shoot me an email. Maria at cashinonchange.com is where you can get me right now. I'm in the process of setting up an, an easier way for you to get a hold of me. But for now, that's what I want you to use. Again, it's Maria, M-A-R-I-A at cashinonchange.com. And just put, you know, I need some help figuring out where to start in the subject line or something a little bit less wordy, (laughs) whatever makes sense for you. But just do it, okay? And if that stuff excites you, please feel free to let me know that. The the easiest way to let me know that is to give a five-star rating and and or a review on whatever platform it is that you listen to podcasts. That is going to allow other people to find this and help me get the message out. So I really do appreciate that. Speaking of getting the message out, if you know of anyone who could really benefit from this message, please also feel free to just directly share this podcast episode with them. I've found that that seems to be the easiest way to just make it super simple on my friends. When I'm listening to something and something resonates with me and I know that it will resonate with them, I just directly share it because then that saves them all of the hassle of having to look up the podcast and find the right episode and, you know, dot, dot, dot. So anyway, uh, feel free to do that. I know that they will appreciate that. And you guys have a great rest of your day. As always, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.